Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. My name is Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. It is episode number 150. It's Hall of Fame season, which means we're going to do a, a repeat of a theme episode we did almost exactly one year ago at this time. We're going to do our, our second annual Worst of Fame vote. So uh, for those of us who were, uh, for those of you who were listening last year, uh, Bill Hall, Jeff Supon, and Jason Marquis were, are, were the three inaugural members of the uh, of the Worst of Fame. Their plaques are now in uh, uh, Jeremy's office uh, at his apartment, and um, and we're gonna we're gonna do it again. Yeah, I was gonna say like, where is the you know the Hall of Fame is in Cooperstown, New York. Where would the Worst of Fame be? Like uh, Gary, Indiana. You know, I don't know. That seems almost too on the nose, but um, sure. Yeah. I don't know. Well, uh, uh, we're going to get some new guys. We're going to have uh, 10 players uh, on the ballot. Jeremy and I each picked five, and we also have Ty Wigginton and Jeff Baker, uh, who, who got votes last year but were not voted by both of us. We'll, we'll run down the rules a yeah. little bit later. Um, uh, but it is also, it's episode 150, so we're halfway to the two, 200. No, one, episode 100 <laughs> will be halfway to the 200 mark. I think I, I fucked that up the last time I talked I think about we episode did too. 150. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, everybody. Uh, well, it's episode 150. Uh, Jeremy, who do you have for your number 150 guy? Yeah, well, it's a big, uh, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a watershed episode, but um, we'll, we'll only make a big deal out of the, the, the hundreds, I guess. But sure. Um, but this is a, this is a big, this is a big episode for us anyway. I think just with the worst of fame, I think this is one of our like perennial, you know, favorite episodes or whatever and something we'll we'll continue to do uh going forward um so it is 150 like jack said uh so jack for i mean i didn't i didn't belabor this uh too long it was it was kind of sitting there right for me so uh for my number 150 guy is none other than sean dunstan oh yeah okay okay uh tell us more yeah first of all i'm a little surprised that he hit 150 homers in his career (laughs) He had, a, he had a long career, so I guess yeah. so. Spread out over six, you know, eighteen years or whatever. Uh, yeah, eighteen years. You know, you're probably going to get up there, but uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, that's a good one though, man. I, he was around forever, and he turned into a journeyman at the end of his career. Yeah, for sure. And then like he's uh, had a coaching career beyond that. Um, but so, Jack, do you remember like what what era of Sean Dunstan's career do you remember? Like, do you just remember him as a giant? Do you remember uh, his tail end of the Cubs? Yeah. I, I remember him being on the Cubs for sure because I, I was a kid, you know, right when I, that was like right when I started watching baseball. Okay. Um, so I, I would remember him primarily as a Cub and a Giant. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, uh, you know, I, growing up in Chicago and being a Cubs fan, he's just like he's just um, ubiquitous. I think uh, with 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 Cubdom of the of the '80s. Um, so like, yeah, you know, I it's like. It's one of those things, it's hard to kind of put it into perspective. First of all, like one thing that you don't realize as a kid when you're watching a team and a player and, and these guys is that like Sean Dunstan was the first overall pick in 1982. Mm-hmm. Um, so that clearly like had some pressure on him. And I, I do feel like Cubs fans could be hard on, on Dunstan at times. And uh, to, for, for me, it was just like, you know, he was just like 
he was our shortstop. Like that was he was just like the guy who um you know who who was our everyday shortstop. Um, the knock on Dunstan was that he like always threw wild. Like he threw these crazy throws. Like he made, I think he was one of those guys who made a lot of great defensive stops, but then he'd come up and his throw was, would be crazy. And so when, when we got Mark Grace, we were like, all right, finally a guy who can like save all of Sean Dunstan's like crazy throws. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, his, it was not really an offensive guy. I think it looks like his career high in, uh, homers for a season were 17, um, but he was, you know, he was an everyday guy for the Cubs and average was, was pretty decent. I think when you couple that with his defense, like, you know, he, he earned his, his, uh, his, his playing time. Um, I, I know like people like make fun of, like kind of like poke fun at his name a little bit, the spelling of his name. Cause it's uh Shaywan. Um, uh, mm-hmm. I remember people would say Shaywan a lot. <laughs> like, um, I feel like now that's maybe a little <laughs> off, off the, like out of bounds a little bit to, to kind of do that. But uh, that's just, uh, that's that's what my experience was like growing up in the, in the eighties in Chicago. Um, uh, my other memory, a uh, memory of Sean Dunstan. Um, first of all, I'm looking at his, I remember him as a giant, but like, man, I, I do not remember him as a pirate, as an Indian, as a Met. Um, no. Like I kind of no. remember his, his Cardinals stint, but like um, it's crazy. And it's also crazy that he played till 2002. Um, mm-hmm. but one of my early memories of Sean Dunstan, um, which ties into the 2021 season of rain delay theater, uh, was Sean Dunstan was like one of the first baseball players who I tried to get an autograph from, uh, after the game, mm-hmm. um, me and my dad went to go stand by the Cubs parking lot, which used to be pretty much where that building is now. Uh, that's next to the Wrigley field. Like it was just a lot and it had like a yellow fence around it. And Dunstan was like parked right by the the fence, and I was like right there, and um, I was I was like you know Sean Sean could I have your autograph? And he was like there was a fence between us, but he couldn't have been more than like three feet away from me. I want to say, and he just ignored everybody, didn't sign for anybody, didn't acknowledge, didn't say like hey sorry guys not today or anything, just ignored everybody. And I think my dad was my dad was with me, and he said like I think he said something like. Oh fuck you or something <laughs> like <laughs> to Dunstan or something, <laughs> but like the guy couldn't like it was my first like um like lesson in like big timing like like athletes big timing fans um sure but it didn't like sour me on Dunstan necessarily like I didn't hate him I I think anyone could have like completely turned on him I was just like eh well I guess the guy doesn't want to sign whatever yeah um but uh <laughs> but that was my first like my my hardcore uh introduction into players totally stiffing. Um, fans, which maybe, maybe, you know, it's, it's, it helps why I'm like maybe nonplussed when it happens now to us as an, as adults. Well, uh, it's amazing though, Jeremy, how, how those memories uh, will just stay with you though. I mean, you, you know, you said you weren't, you didn't even really care that much or it didn't affect you, but yet you still remember it. Oh so yeah. So that, sure. that just, that shows you the, the outsized uh, impact that like professional athletes can have on little kids. Yeah. Um, and so there you go. Like, 30 plus years later, you remember that Sean Dunstan big timed you uh, and that your dad said, fuck you, apparently, which is which is pretty awesome. So for sure. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I uh, uh, 
I did know that he was the first overall pick. Um, he seems like uh, he, he was never a guy I thought about very much, but I did. He, he was in the on the Cubs for uh, the first Stratos season I ever played in 1994. So okay. that that's probably that, that's probably how come I, I remember that he was a Cub. Um, mm-hmm. But he seems like he was pretty serviceable overall. Definitely, yeah. He was depend everyday guy, like just um, you know fan favorite. There was the Sean O'Meter and the and the the bleachers, which is actually which was actually kind of like tongue-in-cheek but still um uh what the funny thing about this too um is so he was the first overall pick in 1982 which means 1981 the 1981 cubs which was the year i was born uh were, were the worst team in baseball which is cool okay um, nice so yeah i don't know unless i i mean i'm pretty sure that that's how they determined the order like back then so yeah i have to yeah just going off the top of my head my, the birth year of uh, of me, like the Cubs were the worst team in baseball. So that's fits. You know, just speaking of that era, before we move on to my guy, I don't know if you read this, Jeremy, but I don't remember the guy's name, but I think the, the guy who recorded the Lee Elia rant, um, yes. who's the only, oh. only guy with a tape recorder running, just died. I wanted to talk about that. Jack, I'm glad you uh, remember, like you you reminded me about that. Can, do we have a minute to do, to do that right now? Sure. Yeah, like we should like just uh, at the top of the show give a in memoriam to Les Grobstein. Um, yeah, I, I retweeted a couple things from the uh, Twitter account, um, but uh, yeah, he recorded the Lee Elia rant, and um, yeah, he's he's the reason why that exists today. And uh, he was just a, a long time just Chicago sports junkie, like just like encyclopedic knowledge, and just uh, I mean, the guy like loved sports so much that he did the overnight shift for like the last like 10 years or something. And apparently he was getting paid like as an independent contractor by the score. Uh, so that's how much he like loved doing it. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a sad loss for Chicago sports fans and like the media. Uh, cause he was like a, he was like a real Chicago guy. Nice. Uh, yeah. And, and where would, where would any of us be without that rant? Um, yeah. You know, a truly good one. And print it! Um, <laughs> all right, so... Downtown and print it. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's the best. The best manager blow-up ever. Um, yep. You know, thank thank goodness he was there to record it. Um, R.I.P. Les Grabstein. Right on. Um, okay, so Jeremy, mine was... I didn't belabor it very much either, and I feel like mine is kind of low-hanging fruit here. I'm sure we talked about it on the podcast before, but Grady Sizemore hit 150, hit 150 home runs in his career, so I, I thought I would choose him. Yeah. As as surprising as it is that Dunstan hit 150 career homers, it's almost as disappointing that Grady Sizemore only hit 150 in his career. Yeah, he he was a real uh, flash in the pan. Um, yeah. uh, I guess no no pun intended if you've ever seen any of his mirror selfies. But uh, he he had he had four years where he was like one of the best players in baseball. Um, yeah. t- 2005 to 2008, it was like th- this guy was he was only uh, 25 in 2008. He he had been a three time All Star. Um, uh, was, was, he was a, fi- a total five to a player, um, uh, finished. Yep. Gold gloves finished in the top, uh, basically the top 10 of, uh, top dozen of MVP voting three straight years from his 23 to 25 aged seasons. Um, and I think he just started getting hurt and his body broke down and he, uh, he was, he was never the same after that, even though he played for a long time, his last game was in 2015. Um, but yeah, uh, what, what, a, what a huge disappointment, I feel like if the guy hadn't started getting hurt, he was tracking to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I, um, it's 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 pretty remarkable to look at the numbers. I feel like I wasn't super in tune with with what Grady Sizemore was doing over in the American League. Um, I was 
following the Cubs pretty close, but I, I don't know. There's some, there's some disconnect there with me and Grady Sizemore, but I mean, yeah, the numbers are pretty insane for, for that tiny window. Yeah, absolutely. And who could forget Grady's ladies? Is that what they called it out in yeah, left right. field? That's right. All yeah. Right. You gotta, you gotta love it. Um, yeah, so that's that's Grady Sizemore. There's also some good 151 guys. So uh, uh, for for a minute, I had thought this was episode 151, but we'll, that'll have to wait for next week. So to be nice. continued. All right. All right. Um, so yeah, let, uh, let's get into the uh, the worst of fame voting. So yeah. the the way it worked last year in the first class was that uh, the parameters for us choosing a player was uh, very similar to the actual Hall of Fame. The player had to have played for 10 years and he had to have been retired for five years. So 10 years of service time and retired for five years, which then was 2015. So um, we changed it up a little bit this year as far as uh, guys who would be eligible to be voted for. So we, we brought the number of years down to eight because we figured that would uh, deepen the pool a little yeah. bit. Um, it's, finding a guy who was around for 10 years who was bad is, is very hard, and there's a very small number of guys who did it. So we, we, we thought eight which is also a long time. That's also a lot of service time for a guy who's bad. So eight right. years. Especially if they're bad, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So eight years uh, service time and uh, five years retired. So we kept it at five. So uh, basically tw- guys who were 2016 retired uh, are now um, uh, on the ballot. And so these are the guys essentially that we, we picked, that we've nominated, voted for. We, Jeremy and I picked four guys each from this list jeremy i don't know how many guys it was about 35 maybe who who came on the ballot yeah it's it's so yeah it's interesting so like um to open it up to eight uh it it looks like it's 69 uh guys um who who opens who like you know um are eligible this year for the ballot um and you know like last year having it at 10 guys maybe made a little more sense to try to limit the pool a little bit because we were picking from all like all time baseball players this year we have only 69 new uh candidates for the for the for the ballot so yeah if you um you know you can go to baseball reference and search like um like year retired or something like that final year so you can do 26 if you google like baseball reference final year 2016 you'll get a list of guys who were who whose final year were 2016 you can sort that by years played and then you get the top 69 guys like have played eight years or or more um just you know we won't run down every guy on the list but you know some of the obvious ones who are actually on the real hall of fame ballot ballot this year are a rod and uh big poppy uh jimmy rollins is on there um AJ Brzezinski, who would make the asshole Hall of Fame for sure. <laughs> um, and then, like, down to the bottom, you got guys like Nolan Reimold, Josh Tolley, Ryan Webb, Casey McGee. Uh, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of blasts from the past um, who have only been retired for five years, but you could have forgotten about him a whole lifetime ago. But, uh, but yeah, so there's a, there's, a, there's a fun group, especially once you get down to, like, that, like, 10, 9-year, 8-year uh, service time. Um, fortunately, those guys don't qualify for a pension either. Um, so, oh, do, I guess do you they, have to do you have to play ten years to get a pension? Actually, that's the full pension. They'll they'll get they'll get partial, but yeah, ten years you fully vest and you get like the full baseball pension, which is like something. It's like it's like eighty thousand dollars a year or something. I don't know. It's something crazy. Wow. But for, for doing nothing, wow. Yeah, okay. yeah it's crazy. Um, but uh, but yeah, so so yeah, so it's a it's an interesting group. Okay, yeah, uh, that's you know that's great. We so we we picked four guys each from that group of uh, uh, sixty nine guys. 
Um, and then we, we're, we, we're also picking one player from what we call like the veterans committee. So one guy who we maybe neglected or overlooked last year who was in the, the all-time guys, uh, uh, we're going we're gonna to pick a guy from that list uh, as well, from, from the list of all those players. So it's... Well, it's we're, uh, we're calling that the veterans committee, right? Yes. Yeah. The, the, why not? Yeah. The, the veterans committee. So each of us pick five guys who were not on the ballot last year. Um, we're going to get three votes uh, for each of them. So the way this works is that if uh, we both vote for a guy out of the out of the ten players out of out of our out of our combined ten guys, if we both vote for a player, he is in the worst of fame. If we if only one of us votes for a player, he gets to stay on next year's ballot. And if neither of us votes for a player, they drop off. Um, and, so and just we actually just mm -hmm. as a reminder, like uh, so, like last year, Ty Wigington got one vote from Jack. Jeff Baker got one vote from me, so they're on the ballot again this year. Yes, um, and it, it's funny, Jeremy, because I don't think we've mentioned either of those guys since that episode, which is pretty <laughs> hilarious. If you yeah. listen to your Jeff Baker rant, you you can talk about Jeff Baker again because I, you know, sure. it's a year ago and no one's going to remember it. But I bet you're going to say the same thing about him. Oh yeah, um, I'm sure I would. Okay, okay. Uh, so um, uh, those those are the rules. Uh, is there is. Oh, and I think it's exciting too, Jeremy, because I think we're going to get at least one more, one new guy elected. It's hard to get elected to this. I think we're going to get one guy, but it's, it stands to reason that we may we may well get no guys. It could it could happen. It could happen. Okay, okay. So uh, I think we're going to alternate between between dudes here. So uh, Jeremy, I think we said we'd start with you. So who's the first guy you had on your list? Well, um, I'm going to go. So. You know, and we discussed this, and again, like you know, there's a there's a limited amount of guys to choose from, so the odds of us picking the same guy, um, you know, is, is a lot likelier. Um, so I'm Jack. I'm just gonna go ahead and pick the guy who I think maybe who I think we both picked, um, and then we'll we'll deal with that afterwards. Okay. But um, the first guy on my ballot, Jack, is uh, none other than uh, pitcher Kyle Loesch. He's not. He's not on my ballot. Oh my god! Are you kidding me? That's terrific. Oh That's terrific. I, I thought about it, you know, and I, I honestly didn't look at his stats, but I remember him like oh. he had a good he had a good year or two with the uh, you the, brewer you the Cardinals. <laughs> I then yeah. and honestly the reason I would have picked him was because he was on the Brewers and I would have I would have hated him. Uh, yeah. He actually his actually his, his beers with the Brewers are like his best, but that yeah that's okay. That's a really good call. Okay. Okay. Um, right. Well, this makes it more interesting. This makes it more interesting. All right. Um, so, so Loesch is uh, your first one. Uh, my first one, Jeremy, is uh, none other than this is the guy I thought you had, uh, okay. the big pasta, Alfredo Simon. Nice. I he was on my short list, but okay, but he's not on my list. No. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, yeah. So this is good. I think we can throw these out there now, and like maybe we can then look at some of their their stats. I guess. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Let's do that. Um, Jack, uh, I'm going to take another swing at a guy who I think might be on your list. Uh -huh. Um, uh, I have on my ballot, Chris Capuano. Ooh, he's not on mine. I looked at him. I looked okay. at him, but he is not on my list. All right. Um, this is pretty good. We'll, so damn, we'll, damn good. Okay. Yeah. We'll recap this list. Um, after I'm keeping a, a, a tally here of the official 2022 ballot. Okay. Um, uh, my next guy uh, is Jerome Williams. There we wow! That was not the guy who I thought we would both have, but we both. Ha I have him too, Jack. Uh, that's hilarious. Okay, so that's uh, that's. Not, I'm gonna put that down for number three for you too. That's funny. Awesome. <laughs> okay, okay. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, All right. Perfect. Well, I can't wait to talk about Jerome Williams. 
Okay, wonderful. <laughs> um, who's your, who's your fourth guy? All right, this is great. Um, Jack, my fourth guy, and this is a guy who I fought to <laughs> to expand our ballots because for a while wow. we were only going to have three guys okay. on the ballot. But my fourth guy um, from newly uh, eligible is Brendan Ryan. Ooh, uh, I forgot to look at him. All right, so that, that'll be interesting. Uh, you may be able to sway me here on this. Okay, uh, all right. That's good. That's good. Okay, my, my, uh, my next guy uh, is very similar to uh, it, it's it, Don Kelly. Okay, Don Kelly, nice man. If, yeah. if only Jim Leland heard you say that, he would be in, in te- <laughs> he'd be in tears right now. But uh, yeah, all right, great, Don Kelly, nice, um, wonderful. So have you have you named your four your four guys that you had? Yes, I have my four perfect. Um, and I, you know, twenty yeah. like first first ballot. Uh, Excellent. Guys, um, so yeah. I named I I've named three so far. So I'll name my fourth. So my first three were Alfredo Simon, Jerome Williams, Don Kelly. My fourth one is John Danks. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's J-O-N um, Danks, isn't it? Or no, he actually, no, he was J-O-H-N, I think. I believe I believe so, yes. There's a different J-O-N on the list, but yeah. Uh, uh, um, okay, wow. Jeremy, so who's your, who's your veterans uh, guy? All right, so for, yeah, so the Veterans Committee um, uh, assembled, and they took a look at our ballots from last year, and, and you know, we're, they were looking uh, uh, feverishly for any oversights that that we made last year, and so they f- they came up with a guy who um, kind of surprising. I I don't know if you know people were talking about this guy being overlooked or not, um, but I don't know how he was. But uh, my veterans committee nominee for the 2022 worst of fame is none other than Bill Ripken. Ooh, Bill Ripken. Okay. How did wonderful. he not make it, Jack? I don't understand how he didn't make it last year. Yeah, uh, I'll have to. We'll have to take a closer look. We'll have to further inspect um, his statistics. Okay, yeah. wonderful, wonderful. Bill Ripken. Uh, so mine, Jeremy. Um, even though we did ten years of, of service time last year, I'm still. I still went with eight since those are the new rules. Okay. Um, and my uh, my guy is probably one you've never heard of, and I, I think I only heard of him because I was reading a book by, uh, I think it was Roger Angel, um, talking about, like, 70s baseball. Uh, this guy was a famously bad hitter, Enzo Hernandez. Do you ever hear of Enzo Ooh. Hernandez? No, I don't know Enzo Hernandez. All right, well, you're going to have fun looking at his baseball reference because he was really bad. Um, okay. okay. Okay, so... <clears throat> so- let me yeah. just recap the ballot then, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, all right. So the the official 2022 ballot for the worst of fame uh, this is just the ballot of who we can vote for. So we have holdovers Ty Wigington and Jeff Baker. We have um, Veterans Committee nominees Bill Ripkin and Enzo Hernandez. And then um, for first year eligible guys, we have Kyle Loesch, Alfredo Simon, Jerome Williams, Chris Capuano, Brendan Ryan, Don Kelly, and John Danks. Wow. Yes. Wow. Okay. It's a good, like, it's a good list. Last year was a good list, too, but this year is also good. <laughs> That's pretty good, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay. So, yeah, how do we – yeah, so where to jump in here? I mean, should we just yeah. jump in kind of with, like – Well, let's let's do them in the order we named him, Jeremy. Yeah, okay, uh, let's do it. Because I, I, I typed him out in that order. So let's let's okay. talk about Kyle Loesch first. Um, yeah. So the, oh, the reason man. I – okay, so the reason I didn't really think about him was because – uh, his his three years with the Brewers, except for his last year, um, you know, uh, were that, yeah his the three years he had uh, except for his last one were good. Um, uh, the first two, uh, his ERA was uh, basically three fifty, um, which was which was real nice. The year before that in St. Louis, he went sixteen and three with a two eighty six 
ERA in over 200 innings, which is pretty mm-hmm. fucking solid. Um, and he even in 2011, Kyle Loesch was one of these like pitchers who went to St. Louis and, and got revived for a yep. couple of years. Um, but he should have stopped getting chance as well before that. Uh, his ERA was always very high when he was with Minnesota. I don't remember him with the Reds or the Phillies at all. Um, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, then he was with the Cards and the, the Brewers. I do remember when he tried to pitch on Texas in 2016, and just it just didn't work. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the guy hung around a long time. He pitched 2,500 career innings. Uh, he had a 440 uh, career ERA, which is pretty bad. Um, and yeah. his, his career record was 147 and 143. Uh, so yeah. he somehow finished over 500. It was probably those good years in St. Louis and the, the two with Milwaukee that, that put him over the top. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he was also 15 and six in 2008 as well. So like the guy did have a couple of good years, um, but the the career ERA is not good. Career ERA is not good. Um, don't 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 omit don't don't forget to uh, to not omit the um, his 2015 season with the Brewers, which was five and 13 with a 5.85 ERA. Yeah, so he, he was had, he was he was done at that point. Yeah, yeah for sure. A um, lot of bad years up top with with the Twins. Um, mm-hmm. Really bad. Uh, records and ERAs um, for the most part. Um, his his American League ERA is four ninety six, and uh, yeah, like it, it's frustrating that uh, this whole Cardinals thing was like he was one of these guys who came over and was somehow good for uh, like reclamation project for the Cardinals. Um, I don't even want to, <laughs> well, you know, uh, we know like my thoughts about the Cardinals, and maybe that's why he's on this list. <laughs> I'll say that his um, being four games over 500 is not something you want to see for a, a worst, worst of fame kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, when I looked at the list, this was the first name that jumped out to my to my eyes. I was just like, Kyle Loesch has to be on this list. Um, I don't know if you penalize a guy for being around so long or starting off bad. I mean, Greg Maddox started off bad, but... Um, he finished with better numbers than Kyle Loesch, so I don't know. I, he is to me, he's like the kind of guy who's just like, just like a perennial. I don't know. For the most part, it's just like I feel like it's like I I don't know. I though I block out the, those years that he had good numbers because to me, he's just a perennial like 500 pitcher with a over four ERA, and I mean essentially that's what his career numbers indicate anyway. So that's why he's on my list. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to think about this one, uh, Jeremy. Um, I, uh, you know, cause I, I don't think we should vote yet. I think we should yeah. go through all of these yeah. guys and then we'll vote at the end. Agreed. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to need to think about this cause he did have, he did have like, he, yeah, he had some shitty years up top with the twins. Um, he did have some couple of really good years with the Cardinals, 15 and six with a 378, 14 and eight with a 339, 16 and three with that 286. Um, you know, yeah, they, they got, so I'll have to think, of, I'm going to have to think about it, but it's a yeah. damn, it's a damn good candidate. Uh, okay. So I'm going to move on to mine. Uh, the, the big pasta, Alfredo Simon. So let's, let's, uh, let's pull up his numbers here and, and let's do a deep dive into this. Uh, I feel like he's like the reverse Sandy Koufax. So, uh, <laughs> y- you know how Sandy Koufax had like five or six really good years where he was like the most dominant pitcher in baseball. And, and that was enough to get him in, into the hall of fame. Um, more than enough. Alfredo Simon had a really strange career, if you look at his numbers. So he was in Baltimore for four seasons, and he was just dog shit there. He, in, uh, in four years at Baltimore, he had a career 518 ERA. Yep. Then, he, then he goes to Cincinnati, and uh, he does great. 
in in three seasons from 2012 to 2014 um he had two years of uh of a sub uh three era even though he pitched under 100 innings in both of those years um he was looks like he was mostly working relief yeah that's that's the weird part the first two years he was coming out of the pen and then his third year he became a full-time starter he did and he He was was an all-star yeah, and it was the first time he'd ever been a full-time starter, too. He started 16 games in 2011, but he, he'd mostly been a reliever his whole career. Yeah. All of a sudden, they, they, they made him a starter at age 33, and he had a 3.44 ERA and, and, two, and about 200 innings, and he made the all-star team, which is really good. But then he went back to Detroit, and he was just he was dog shit again. He had a 5.05 ERA there, and then he, he had one last go-around with the Reds, and his ERA was 9.36 and 11 starts, which is just which is just terrible. He finished with a career ERA of 4.56, and he was 47 and 47. So he finished an even 500. So he had those three years that were good in Cincinnati, uh, sandwiched um, uh, around uh, uh, two two terrible stints with both the Orioles and then the Tigers and the Reds. As I look at this, I don't think that like he really pitched enough to be a true worst of fame candidate. Mm-hmm. But he was he was bad. Um, when you look at like the the pieces of bread on that sandwich, he was he was bad <laughs> in the in those in those places. Uh, ironic since we're talking about the big pasta. Right. Yeah. Anything carb related, I guess. Um, <laughs> but it's weird. Yeah, he's got a weird career. I mean, like it's to me, it's it's still kind of is weird to me when a guy starts off in the bullpen. And then becomes a starter after being like in the bullpen for like more than like, you know, two years. I think like, you know, like I think Chris Sale started off in the bullpen, right? He um, did. did. Did Derek Lowe start off in the bullpen? I uh, I think Der- you- I think he I think he start. I I mean, he, he had a good chunk of years as a starter before he went to the bullpen. OK, but I don't know if he started in the bullpen. Like Maybe he went bullpen starter bullpen. I don't know. But like he was definitely a starter, like I think before bullpen. Um, but, uh, you know, there's plenty of guys who've done it. Um, but like to do it for as long as he did, like he was already like six seasons into his career, I think, you know, um, and then like, yeah, like, it's like, this is a classic example of like, he, he remembered that he was Alfredo Simon, you know, after (laughs) two, after like two, uh, good years of, or like actually after a good year of starting. Um, and then it's kind of funny. It's like. He goes to Detroit, gives up a 505 ERA in a ballpark that's a pitcher's park. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, uh, the Reds are like, well, you know what? He was so good for us. We got to bring him back. And he rewards them <laughs> with a 936 ERA. And they gave him like 15 game, 15 appearances, 11 starts. For a guy with a nine, with almost a 10 ERA, that's way too much of a chance. Like, at least even the Cubs didn't give Jake Area that much rope, I don't think, last year. So, um, I'm looking at the 26. I also just looked up the 26. I was like, that, that, for him to get that much uh, uh, of a chance, I had to look up the 2016 uh, Reds rotation and um yeah he he fit in that rotation like he he probably was like hey look at the other guys in this rotation you can't cut me um it's it's pretty bad yeah Um, dan straley was their like ace which is that's all (laughs) you have to say really but um yeah i mean i don't know i i agree with you jack that like if anything that hurts simon it's it's his like lack of track record um Mm -hmm. even though he was around nine seasons like he only pitched in six games uh, for two of those seasons, like yes. six combined games. So it's kind of tough. Um, I I want to give a guy credit for being like just like one a big guy pitcher who like you know la- who made it like for a while. Like I give a guy credit for that, but like mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I, I can't. I, I I mean, the the big pasta is a good reason to not vote for him for the worst of fame because I like he's he's got one of the best. He's he's a Hall of Fame nickname guy. I would say. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Most so there's, definitely. There's some conflicting thoughts there, but uh, okay. Yeah. There you go. So there he is. Um, all right. Uh, your next one that I have on this list, uh, Jeremy, is uh, Chris Capuano. All right. Yeah. Chris Capuano. Like, man. Um, just a guy. This is a guy. I mean, kind of like. The not the opposite of um or like we're comparing all these guys right now, but like not the opposite of of Randall of uh, Alfredo Simon, but this is a guy who stuck around a long time and he was a lefty, so maybe that's part part partially why. But like this is a guy he was like kind of like a baseball cockroach, like a guy who I thought was just gone. Like so he he um I mean did he have could you say he had a good year? I guess he had a good year in two thousand five. He was an all star in two thousand six for the Brewers. Um, although I'd like to see what those second half splits were because he ended up with a 403 ERA, um, unless maybe he was the only representative of the 06, uh, <laughs> Brewers, but he got, I think he had elbow or arm injuries and didn't pitch, um, between 20, uh, 2007, and 2010. So he, he missed out on like, kind of like the prime, like some of his prime, like the last of his prime career years, I would say, um, and came back as 31 and just bounced around. Like he started some games then he kind of got back into starting. He went from the Mets to the Dodgers. I just remember he ended up on the, the Yankees at one point and uh, he, he turned in a seven ninety seven ERA. Um, this is a guy. So he has a career four thirty eight ERA, which is a slightly lower than Loesch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he was, um, 15 games under 500, 77 and 92. Um, period in 316 games, started 225. Um, so it's just he's just kind of got a weird career. I don't. He started in in Arizona. I don't. I kind of don't remember that. But like, just one of these guys. I mean, it, you know, I'm, I'm possibly showing my biases here with my picks. But like again, a guy just a guy that I picture like being part of like that Brewers rotation where they like. They never really invested money into the rotation. They just trotted these guys out there, and they just couldn't get the Brewers over the hump. So that's that's kind of what I think of Chris Capuano. Yeah, that, well, that, that's a good analysis, Jeremy. I mean, if you I, if you look at those those teams, like those 06, 07 teams, I think Dave Bush started like 30 yeah. games for the Brewers in 07. It's like who yeah. the fuck is Dave Bush? Like really? <laughs> like you've got you've got this this core of young superstars like Prince Fielder and and Ryan Braun. Corey Hart and you're you're running out not that Corey Hart was a superstar but you're you're running out these like these bum pitchers and yeah Capuano was definitely one of them yeah that was the boggling Um, thing about those teams yeah uh and you know if you you want you want to talk about low-hanging fruit uh you know used to call him uh Chris Crapuano so that that's an easy one right (laughs) there nice but uh so I remember one time I was just watching a random White Sox game on tv and I just I just decided to watch the whole thing uh because I, I didn't have anything else going on that day. And it was the Mariners, uh, they were playing at home against the White Sox. And this is when, the, ta- the tail end of Giovanni Gallardo's career, when he was on the Mariners. And Hawk Harrelson is like, you know, they were talking about Giovanni Gallardo at the beginning of the game because he was the starting pitcher for the Mariners. He, Hawk Harrelson was like, now he is a good major league pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, wow, great, uh, great analysis there, Hawk. Um, and also at that point in his career, no, he was not a good major league pitcher anymore. Right. Uh, even though I, yeah, it's it's clearly a guy that Hawk who had just heard his name before. 
And he's like, yes. well, if I heard his name, he must be good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it was absurd. But, like, what I would say about Chris Capuano, especially considering that he's, like, uh, that he's a lefty, is now he is an average major league <laughs> pitcher. Totally. Um, if yeah, it, so if you look at uh, his numbers, for the most part, it, it's they're bad. But I, I would say that like in, in most of his years where he was he was healthy and uh, you know before his arm injury, he was just kind of he was just average, like he was just blah. Yeah. Um, you know, five ten is it's a bad ERA. But if it's like your fifth, if it's your fifth starter um, who's just there to eat innings, uh, maybe it's you know. It's not it's not acceptable, but it's you know it's it's not not unheard of either. Um, even even in those uh, post arm injury years, um, in the 2010 onward, his ERA was usually around 420 or 430, except for those uh, that one really really bad year with New York in 2015. So I had actually looked at Capuano too because his name he's one of those players I always forget about, and then I hear his name, I'm like, oh yeah 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 that that guy he uh, he was around. So I looked at his stuff, and it it just it didn't pop enough for me to put him on here. But okay. um, you know it's it's strange that Kyle Loesch um, you know, was also bad, and and these guys uh, had like basically the same ERA. Loesch was four forty, Capuano yeah. was four thirty eight. Um, I mean, you know, this is it's it's getting kind of depressing actually to do these players because it's like this is just a bunch of junk, man. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's just the the blob, the baseball, like the blob of the middle, or like the lower, <laughs> you know, just like all these guys who just blob into the middle. Um, football certainly has it. Um, all sports really do actually like you know, sure. you know, your elite teams, your dirt teams, and then like your teams like that are just in the middle somewhere. And like, yeah, it's just kind of like, and, and to hang around long enough, you got to be one of those blob guys. Um, you do. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So like, I don't know. I, I, you know, I will say this, Jack, I, I'm going to want my fifth starter to ha- to get under that five mark with my <laughs> with my ERA. I don't like, think that's too much to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Four, I'll take 499. But as soon as I uh-huh. see 501, I'm like, you got to you got to go to the pen and figure yeah. some things out. We'll we'll do a we'll do a, a an opener, you know, like we'll, we'll bullpen this game. Like sure. we'll have a better chance. Um, But yeah, so like. I don't know. Like, as I think when I was going through this list, I'm like, as much as I was like, oh my god, like Kyle Loesch for sure is on my ballot. I was like, oh my god, Chris Capuano, he's even worse. So like, that's that's kind of how I feel. And yeah, I mean, it would be hard to say which one I would rank below the other. I don't know if in 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 this argument, I don't know if below is better or worse. But um, they're they're both right there. They're so close to each other. So they both made it. Wonderful, and, and who knows? Maybe they'll both cancel each other out too. Uh, it remains to be happen. remains to be seen. Um, all right, wonderful. Uh, my next guy it was it was our overlap, Jeremy. Our one overlap here, yeah. Jerome Jerome Williams. Yeah, yeah. Ta- oh, oh, ta- yeah. You tell me about Jerome Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he was a guy where you never really knew if he was a starter or a lever. Um, he did he did plenty of both. Two hundred thirty six appearances, one hundred and forty nine starts. Uh, pitched 11 seasons somehow in the big leagues, uh, ended up with a 4.59 ERA. If I was to ask you, like, what team you thought Jerome Williams was like, who would you associate Jerome uh-huh. Williams with? What hat is he going to wear into the on his plaque in the worst of fame? That'd be a funny joke. I don't think we determined that for any <laughs> no, of the other guys. We we haven't. That's that's well. Maybe I'll have to go back to the first class and 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 see. Um, yeah. 
I mean, I do think of Jerome Williams as a giant, but I got to say that the reason why it, he pushed me over onto the ballot was his time with the Cubs. Uh, uh-huh. and, and basically what this all means is that he was a Dusty Baker guy. He okay. was a fucking guy that, like, I mean, I mean, I guess not, though, because Baker was already gone from the Giants at that point. Maybe he liked him as a as a starter or as like a, as a minor league guy or something. He's like, I can't wait to get Jerome Williams. And he's like, Oh, the Cubs are wanting me. All right. I'll go play with them. Uh, yeah, I guess he wasn't a Duster Baker guy, but I feel like he was like on the team. I mean, I got to confirm to make sure Baker was still. What, what was Dusty? What was Dusty Baker's last year with the Cubs? 2004? No, no, no. Um, 2007. Or 2006, Jeez. 2006. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, he he basically got as soon as I guess as soon as uh, Jerome Williams got, um, you know, was was like a free agent. He's like, we got to get Jerome Williams. Um, <laughs> I think Jerome Williams had like maybe a good rookie year, um, and then it was just bad after that. I don't know if he got hurt or what, but then he came to the Cubs and like I guess in 2005 he was he had a 3.91 ERA with 18 starts, but like. I don't know what that team did. I feel like were they even good that team? The, the two thousand five Cubs. They finished in fourth place, seventy nine and eighty three. So that's that's after you know two years after the Bartman year. Like that's that's not great. Um, and then he was bad in oh six, and then he was just then he just bounced around like a pinball and like was just bad. He kept hitting the bad <laughs> you know plunger or whatever and like. Just was just was just bad, but 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 hung around for 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 years. This guy has eleven years, uh, service time. So like, I don't get it. I don't. I, I don't. He was a high f- draft pick. I get he was first round draft pick, like thirty ninth. So it must have been in like that comp- compensatory round or something. But I just don't. I don't understand how this guy was around for eleven years to to be as bad as he was. He just it just seems so bad. <laughs> That's all I got to say about the guy. Yeah, uh, and especially if you look at his latter seasons, um, 2014 through 16, like this guy couldn't have an ERA under six to save his life. Yeah, um, was, yeah really, really awful. Um, I don't know that much more needs to be said about him, but I, I think he is a he is a fine candidate for the worst what, of fame. Like what was going on with the tw- – oh, maybe that's what was going on with the 2015 Phillies that he like – he started. Uh, he he appeared in thirty three games, started twenty one, and had a five eighty ERA with a four and twelve record. I'm saying what's going on with him, and I see that Ryan. That was the year Ryan Sandberg managed the Phillies uh, and got <laughs> fired. Um, but like, what I mean, like, what what was going on there? They had Cole Hamels. He looks like he might have been hurt, but like, ugh. Adam Morgan, yeah. member of the twenty twenty one Cubs, who <laughs> started fifteen games for that team. Was that 2015 season? Was that the year Cole Hamels uh, threw that no-hitter that you saw? Oh, yeah, it was. It, it certainly there you was. Go. Jerome Williams was probably in the dugout uh, yeah. <laughs> in that game. Oh, God. Um, yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, well, yeah, certainly he. Uh, they, they didn't think, even if, he, even if uh, Hamels gave up uh, 15 runs, I don't think they were going <laughs> to get uh, Williams stretched out. But. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know what else there is to say about him. He, again, another one of these guys who disappeared for three years. Um, I don't know if he was injured or he went to, um, looks like he might've played overseas maybe. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Don't yeah. Know. He did. He did disappear. I don't know what the hell if he played, played in the minor leagues or, uh, uh, yeah, it looks like 2008, 2009 and 2011, he, 
he pitched in the minors. So like this guy was just in the fucking minor leagues in like triple A for three years and then and then he ended up twenty eleven, like he, he got called back up and I mean he ended up playing parts of, of six more seasons in the majors. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what, what it is, but yeah, yeah, not good. I'm glad that we both had him on our our on our ballots. Yeah, that's a that's a fine choice. I remember his uh his twenty fourteen Stratomatic baseball card was particularly bad. So good. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Jerome Williams, wonderful. Um Okay, uh, so Jeremy, since we both had the uh, same one, um, or actually, no, you're, you got number, th- you, you do your next guy now. Okay, yeah, um, I had Brendan Ryan, um, All right. which again, like, uh, you know, spent many years on the Cardinals, maybe that's mm-hmm. why, but um, I wanted to, I will say this, like, I, I wanted to get a position player in there, because I had, like, three sure. pitchers. Yeah, I, I um, felt the same way, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, and he is like a kind of utility infielder kind of guy. Um, but um, he had 10 years of service time. He hit 19 career homers, batted two thirty three uh, for his career. I mean, I really just, like, can't, like, tell you, like, he's just a guy who, who like, I feel like he was the first guy off the bench. I don't think he was, like, Maybe he was a starter in like 2012 with the Mariners, but if he did, he he hit three homers and batted 194. I mean, like the years where he batted the most, I feel like he had his worst numbers. Um, so it's just like, I mean, he he had several years of sub like Mendoza line average, and it's just like this guy stinks. Um, was he? I think he was a Cub for a day too, wasn't he? Wasn't he part of that? Let me look this up really quick. Good God, he was. He was part of the <laughs> fucking Starlin Castro trade. I knew it. Uh, December 15, 2015, Yankees send Brendan Ryan to the Cubs to complete an earlier deal made, um, which was player to be named later, and Adam Warren to the Cubs for Starlin Castro. And then the Cubs released him five days later. Um, that's right. He was a Cub. I f- fuck. Um, so, yeah, I just... He just was like... I don't. I don't really remember any like like moments. I mean, I'm sure. If, I, I suppose if you probably had him on your team and you brought him in for like defense at the end, like you'd be like, all right, cool, Ryan's in there. Like nothing's getting by him or something. But like, just no contribution with the bat whatsoever. Um, I like. I don't think he really was a speed guy. Like, I guess he had 14 stolen bases one year and he had a couple double digit years. But like, I just don't think there's anything there. His career WAR was 15, which. Isn't that bad, actually? But um, he had several negative career, or negative war seasons. So I don't know. I just, it's not good. And like he stuck around for long enough to, to make the ballot. Yeah, that, that's a that's a hell of a hell of a one, Jeremy. I, I like your observation too, where you said the years where he played the much were some of his worst. That the most were some of his worst years. Uh, yeah. Twenty twelve with Seattle, he had four hundred seventy plate appearances, and he hit one ninety four. Um, so that's real bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, his last like four years, he was with. The, I, I remember him with the Yankees, but he also spent just you know a cup of coffee with the Angels. But uh, yeah, he he had absolutely no bat at all. He was just a, a utility guy who played about 50, 50 games a year. Um, probably like you said, late inning defense. Um, uh, I do remember him for Stratomatic being a good fielder in his twenty fourteen card, but you you would never want him batting. Um, yeah, and it's 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 puzzling how he was able to to hang around for such a for such a long time because I uh, yeah he never had a bat at all. Yeah, no, I yeah it's 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 an oddity. 
Okay, uh, yeah, so my, my next guy is Don Kelly. Uh, like you said, a Jim Leland favorite, I think. Um, he was on the Tigers for a long time, and now he's into coaching. I think he's the bench coach for the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he'll probably manage someday, too, if I, uh, you know, I would not be surprised. I'm surprised he was 6'4". Um, yeah. You know, he, he seems like yeah, his numbers would not indicate that he was a, a, a big man. Um, yeah, but he was just a, he played for nine years, most of them with Detroit, uh, and he was he was never he was never any good. Um, <laughs> he, he's a, a career two thirty hitter. Uh, Twenty twelve, he uh, played in seventy five games. He hit one eighty six. Twenty thirteen, he played in one hundred and twelve games. He had two twenty two. So th- this guy was just like a just your typical weak hitter who who couldn't uh, you know hit it to the warning track if he was standing on second base. He had 23 career home runs in nine years. Um, uh, I did not know that he started his career off with the Pirates. Uh, it's interesting that he's uh, he's he's I, I think he's still the bench coach for them now. Um, uh, yeah, which so I didn't know that. And uh, he had he had one at bat with the Marlins in 2015, so you got to like that. And then uh, you know he he still tried to hang around with the Marlins in 2016 until he uh, until he was finished playing. So uh, yeah, I, Don Kelly. Just uh, uh, I wanted to pick a position player. Uh, he, I always knew about Don Kelly uh, on the Tigers, and I just thought, you know, why, why was why was this guy? If I was a Tigers fan, I would be fucking annoyed that this guy was on the team every year. You know, yeah. um, in 2012, when he hit 186 and 127 at bats uh, or at plate appearances, what made them think, you know what? Let's do two more years of this guy. Um, <laughs> I would be I would be pissed I would, if I was a Tigers fan. I mean, I complained about Aaron Perez, but you know this guy makes uh, uh, Aaron Perez look like Alex Rodriguez. Like his numbers are just are just terrible. So, uh, you know, on behalf of Tigers fans everywhere, um, I'm gonna put him on the list. Yeah, this is um, this is an interesting one because, like, yeah, I you know he's a guy who he debuted at age 27, so I think he was like, yeah, he bounced around the minors probably a lot too. Um, so I googled it too, and Jim Leland, uh, I got choked up uh, talking about Don Kelly's home run in the ALCS in um, this must have been twenty. Got to be 2012, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, 2013, 2012, 2013. Um, or was it 2011? Was that the year they played the Cardinals? I don't know. Um, yeah, can't remember. Well, this is ALCS, so maybe they like this sure. article's dated yeah. 2013. So I think it might ah, have been okay. the 2013 season. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I don't know. Like it, this might be one of those guys who like, you know, career minor leaguer makes it, but then they don't usually stick around for nine years after that. I mean, his numbers were pretty bad. They're they're worse than Brendan Ryan's, quite honestly. Sure. Um, for a long time. Um, just a weird, you know, just a weird thing where he hung around. Like he was, he played 14, uh, 15 games over two years with the Marlins at the end of his career. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Again, the only thing I could say is like the track record might hurt, but like this guy had a remarkable like length of his career based on his numbers. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not, it's crazy. It is. Um, so yeah, that he is, I'm not sure if I, I'll vote for him, but he is, he is on the ballot. All um, right. yeah. Uh, so Jeremy, I think we went over all of your uh, your your guys. Uh, there was some yeah. overlap because uh, I had Jerome Williams as well. So I'll do I'll do my last uh, my last regular player here. Yeah. Um, it, it's John Danks. Um, I uh, I would have rather picked two position players, but uh, what the hell? We both had three pitchers and one position player. Um, 
Uh, so John Danks, he uh, was a uh, career White Sox. Um, he never pitched with anybody but the White Sox. Uh, he, he had a decent start to his career, um, but after his first four seasons, he just completely fell off and was garbage. I think he had also signed an extension with the White Sox. So uh, after the uh, uh, from from the 2011 season on, and he played six seasons after that, uh, five full ones and parts of a sixth. He never had an ERA under 4.30 again uh, in in that last <laughs> half of his career. That's really bad. Uh, 1,500 innings pitched, 79 and 104. That's a I, hey. You know they say wins don't wins no matter, but like uh, <laughs> 79 and 104. The guy's 25 games under 500. Even when you look at all these all these pitchers, it's almost like when you look at it at a team's um, record against another team. You know, like the yeah. Chicago Cubs and the Pittsburgh Pirates have played each other like, you know, 3,000 times, and they're like 1,500 and 1,500 against each other. I don't know how that happens, but I guarantee you if you look at, if you look at like every team against every other team, it's like probably about 500. Um, so most pitchers, it seems, even no matter how bad they are, they're usually not that – if they're under 500, they're usually not that far under 500. Um, and uh, uh, John, John Danks was. 25 games under is, is a lot. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, a couple of things about John Danks. First of all, I, I saw a stat to speak to your, like, the 500 thing. I think I saw a stat on Twitter the other day, maybe, that's, like, the Cubs and the White Sox are both, like, you know, like, I don't know, like, 244 and 240, or, like, 174 and 174 over the last three years or something. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Danks was, like, I remember, so John Danks, was drafted by the uh, Rangers. He was a ninth, mm-hmm. ninth pick overall by the Rangers in, in 03. Uh, but he came over in like the Brandon McCarthy trade, which was like a big deal at the time. Um, like Brandon McCarthy came up with the White Sox and like was a big prospect. And then I feel like they, they kind of sold on him early. Um, and I remember they got Nick Massett, this guy, Nick Massett and John Danks. Uh, I remember um, him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And Danks. So, I mean, like, I don't know. I think they were like, you know, like, tied to him maybe because of of that of of giving up uh mccarthy uh for in that trade um i'm looking at his baseball reference and at the bottom right above his transactions they have similarity scores which we don't really talk about too much on this podcast no we don't Um, but his second most similar pitcher jack chris capuano (laughs) that's funny yeah very good so at least we're we're on to something i think with these guys um Mm -hmm. but uh but yeah i mean like yeah it's hard to say Here's the thing about John. I mean, yeah, I, it's classically one of these guys who like was around because he was a White Sox, right? It's just like he's like yes. the Leary, he's like the pitching Leary Perez or something, or Leary Garcia. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know what to say about him other than like maybe it's a wash with White Sox guys. Anyway, it's like they should be ineligible from the list because. <laughs> The team itself shouldn't be in the league. I don't know. That's that's harsh, but, um, but uh, but yeah, it's weird. Jack, here's one thing that's that that I keep getting that I I'm I'm tripping on here is I had Gavin Floyd on my short list, and sure, and I almost would have like it's like out of the two, I didn't give Danks a second look, but I was really like Floyd would have if we would have expanded to five, Floyd would have made my my top five. So he was like my my fifth ranked guy, um, but uh, but yeah, I mean the numbers don't lie. The numbers are bad, very bad, especially like 
I don't know. I mean, like, I think these White Sox teams were bad for the most part, so maybe that's why. But, like, I don't know. I wonder if he would have went to the National League at some point if he would have had better numbers. But I don't think the AL Central was really that. It's not like the AL West or AL East, so I don't know. But definitely bad numbers. Like, you cannot cannot argue with that. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and interestingly, Jeremy, his ERA was the exact same as Chris Capuano's, 438. So, uh, again, yeah. again, you, you talk about this 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 blob of, like, bad pitching um and i we have we have a whole bunch of those guys i i actually i'll save it for the vote but i i think jerome williams transcends that blob um I, yes yeah so you've got these three guys who we've talked about loche capuano and now danks who are very similar um and then you got something else with the other guy so so that yeah i'm gonna take that into consideration but uh yeah john danks definitely deserves to be on the ballot i would say yeah yeah i think that's fair Wonderful. Um, okay, cool. So let's talk about our, our Veterans Committee dudes. Sure. Um, uh, we have Bill Ripken. So tell us about Bill Ripken. I mean, listen, I, don't, I, I mean, I know we've talked about Bill Ripken a lot, um, like just in general, but like uh, I, I, I feel like we've gone deep on him on the podcast. I mean, like he's most famous for having a baseball card where his bat says the word fuckface on it. Mm-hmm. And that's even more that's he, I feel like he's even more famous than, for that than being Cal Ripken's brother and Cal Ripken's senior's son. So like I don't know. That's that's a little bit of a, you know, a glimpse into who Billy Ripken is. Um the guy played 12 years. I mean like I don't know why he wasn't on my short list like last year. I just maybe I, I don't know. I'm not sure why he missed my shortlist. Maybe I just plum like overlooked him. I don't know. But career 247 hitter, uh, 20 career homers over 12 years. 20 career homers over 12 years. Uh, that is crazy. Uh, career war 5.9. So over 12 years, which is, war is a counting stat essentially. He was a 5.9 re- wins above replacement over t- over 12 years. Uh, so that's that's not great. Um, and just by all accounts, uh, you know, uh, an asshole, like, um, his time, if you watched him on baseball, uh, MLB network around any host who had like a sense of humor, most notably on intentional talk, he wanted to go on there and like had, had absolutely no sense of humor. They would try to like rib him. And like, he was like, well, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I was trying hard. You know, it was something like, like, like he, yeah, there, there was like he he made this. Um, just in case I haven't said this on a podcast, he was on intentional talk with Chris Rose and Kevin Millar, and it's a comedy. It's like a a light hearted show where they they rib each other, and they showed clips of Bill, this this um uh instructional video that Billy Ripken made like to sell it to kids or whatever. And they were showing him like taking batting practice and they were like making fun of him. And he's like, well, I don't know what you like. What did you guys ever do? Like he, he, he like was like, he kind of got like prickly about it. And it's like, dude, like this is a comedy. Like these guys are trying to be funny. Um, you know, I feel like the only thing that I would say about Bill Ripken is like, I almost feel bad for is like, I think he, he has to know that he's kind of like a black sheep. Like, he has to know that. I mean, living in the being a baseball player, especially living in the shadow of Cal Ripken as your brother, has probably got to be pretty bad, like pretty hard on the guy. So maybe that's why he's an asshole, but still doesn't necessarily make the that you know like excuse him. The numbers are not good, and so like yeah, he's you know the veterans committee couldn't overlook Billy Ripken. This year. Okay, 
Yeah, uh, and, and Jeremy, there, there are guys who've not gotten into the Hall of Fame because of what assholes they were. Uh, yeah. You know, specifically Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, uh, Kurt Schilling, yes. who said that, like, all reporters should be killed or something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's not, you know. And also, Schilling, Schilling told the uh, BBWAA that he doesn't want them to elect him. He wants to be elected by the Veterans Committee because that'll mean more to him. So, uh, hey, man, those write- the writers weren't going to elect you anyway. You didn't have to tell him that. Um, right. But so if, if guys are going to get points against them uh, for the actual Hall of Fame for being assholes, I feel like guys should get points for themselves um, for the worst of fame for being assholes. I think that's something we should consider. We should take into consideration when we're yeah. voting. So, yeah, what a total dick um, Billy Ripken is uh, just by all accounts. Also, his worst season is the year he played the most. Um, mm-hmm. He played 150 games in uh 1988 uh for a team that his dad started managing and then it looks like frank robinson took over but uh yeah he he basically was in the big leagues because of nepotism um just because of who his dad was as a manager and who his brother was he probably certainly uh probably certainly that's some that's good um (laughs) uh you know I, i would say there's a very strong chance that he got all of those at bats just to keep his uh brother cal happy um yeah. yeah, so he uh 559 plate appearances for Billy Ripken in 1988 and he hit 207 with two home runs. Uh I mean, hey, I know he was a second baseman, but that's that's just sad. That's that's really bad. That team lost 107 games uh, and you want you wonder why. Uh they, they also had Fred Lynn and Joe Orsolak. Um <laughs> Uh, those are uh, Orsolak is is a, that's a good name. But uh yeah, Jeremy, I think that's a really strong candidate. Yeah, very nice. Uh, Joe Orslack, uh struck out to uh, make the last out of the Cubs 1984 NL Central or NL East clinching uh, win uh, against the Pirates. Um, Did he? Yeah, I knew that name as a little kid because I remember watching a video clip of Rick Sutcliffe talking. He's the guy who struck him out, uh, talking about like the moment. He's like, yeah, I was facing some guy named Joe Orsolak and I struck him out or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, geez. Um but yeah, that's a that's a good baseball name. But yeah, um, yeah, I just I I think it's all right there. I think it's you know I think we set it all for Bill Ripken. And like I mean I get, I mean what Jack on a scale of one to a hundred, how bad do you feel for Bill Ripken and and just us fucking like torching him? Uh oh, so I don't I don't feel bad for him, and here's why. Like the guy, so the guy got. Zero. <laughs> Yeah, so zero. Hey, the guy, the guy made them. There are guys in the minor leagues who grind for years to get their yeah. chance. You're telling me that some guy in AAA couldn't hit 207 in the big leagues and in 500 plus at bats? You know how many guys uh, in that Baltimore Orioles system were probably pissed off that he was getting everyday playing time, um, or just around the league? Uh, a guy who makes it because of nepotism like that? Like fuck that! It's like the worst thing ever. Yeah, sure. That's, he, that's he got to play major league that. baseball just because of his bloodlines, and like now he still works in baseball. He was working for MLB Network, like you said. Yeah. Like, fuck this guy, dude. This guy never. <laughs> this guy won. The, he won the sperm lottery. <laughs> that's that's true. Yes. So there you go. Okay. Um, all right. So yeah, you can't. You way to sway me there, Jeremy. But like, uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> all though. right. All right. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah, my, uh, my my veterans committee guy is uh, probably someone that kind of neither of us had ever heard of, but uh, I'm going to bring him to the attention of the podcast. His name was yeah. Enzo Hernandez. Uh, he played shortstop for the San Diego Padres uh, pretty much for the whole 1970s, um, from 1971 to... Uh, but he, he got a couple of bats in 77, but he was with them all that time, so he played eight 
eight different seasons in the major leagues. Um, he hit uh, 224 for his career. Uh, just absolutely no bat whatsoever. He hit two home runs in 2,600 plate appearances. Uh, it's just, it's unbelievable. It was like he was swinging a wet newspaper. I wonder, I almost wonder if those were inside the park home runs. Like this guy just had oh, no yeah. pop. This guy just had no power whatsoever. Um, 329 at bats in 1972. He had 195. So uh, yeah, this guy he just absolutely no bat. He never won a Gold Glove, so I don't really you know. Uh, maybe who knows? Maybe he was a, a considered a good a good defensive player though. Uh, but he had he did have 24 sacrifice hits in 1975. That's a hell of a lot. <laughs> but as a as a batter, like uh, yeah. you know that that's it's like they're treating you like you're another pitcher in the lineup. Um, they're just like the manager's just having you bunt all the time. So right. uh, that's kind of a that's kind of an insult. If if you're a position player. You don't want to be leading the major leagues and sacrifice hits. That's not that's not great. That that's worse than being like the best pinch hitter of all time. Like you're the you're the uh, you know the position player who lead the all time leader in sacrifice hits for a position player. It's like yeah, they never let me swing the bat. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, Enzo Hernandez. I thought it was an interesting one, so I decided to put him on here. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I I gotta say it does. To see that that bold italicized number on his baseball reference, even though it is sacrifice hits, and just for the argument you just made, it's like ooh, I don't know if we can have a guy leading the league in, <laughs> in, a, stat, in a category in the worst of fame. But but yeah, it's um yeah that's a good one. Um yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. I feel like you know I I if if we were like you know ten years older or like. 15 years older like i'm sure we would like remember this guy as being like a baseball bum um mm-hmm. and so like i think that's if anything that's what maybe hurts him a little bit um but yeah you can kind of just look at these numbers and kind of picture what like you can kind of just picture him like as a player oh so yeah I, I can i can i can get it for sure um uh almost he's not even doesn't have the uh the honor of being an inaugural padre um he missed that by two years um <laughs> But uh, but yeah, just um, I can't imagine those Padres teams were very good in the in the early expansion years. So um, probably just a part of like the hapless fledgling uh, Padres of the early 70s. Yeah. I wonder if was Ray Kroc signing his checks. Uh, yeah. Was Ray Kroc the owner all the way back then? I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. That's a good that's a good question. But uh, yeah, Enzo Hernandez. He was he was my guy. Um, uh, yes. Jeremy, we might as well marinate too on the last two guys um, who are on this ballot, the uh, the carryovers from last year. So those are Ty Wigginton and Jeff Baker. Uh, I'll I'll speak for Ty Wigginton. I remember I wanted him to be on here. Uh, I voted for him because so I'll I'll speak I'll speak for him because I voted for him. Um, uh, it was hard for me to find a position player who uh, had uh, played first and third base but was mm-hmm. really bad for a long time. Typically, guys, if they're bad at those positions offensively, you don't hang around for very long. But I guess I guess Ty Wigginton was, was just good enough to hang around for a long time. Um, uh, had, he hit for just enough pop. He had 169 home runs for his career, a 261 average. But the guy just wasn't good. He was just the most unexciting player you could possibly imagine he's not not somebody whose autograph i'd want made one all-star team in 12 (laughs) years of playing it's just it's just kind of baffling how he was able to hang around that long because he was just a boring boring player yeah yeah just a i think i called him like a lumbering clod or something maybe like last year and 
Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I like him uh, for those reasons too. I think. Um, yeah, I, he was on my ballot last year, um, but but you but he got your vote, which is which is good. And I I like those arguments. Like the first base, third base thing is is a significant one. And like as we can see, like there's a there's a a dearth of like corner uh, infielders or <laughs> almost any outfielders. Um, so he's valuable to the ballot for those reasons. I'll mm-hmm. say for sure, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Uh, so and you had Jeff Baker, Jeremy. Yeah, sure. I mean, Jeff Baker. I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, at the heart of my rant last year was the the shit he talked about, like the Cubs. <laughs> yes, it um, was. I can't. I, you know, I'm happy to say that I don't remember the exact quote of what he said. Um, do you remember what I said, Jack? I, you know, it, the train was loud, Jeremy, so I couldn't, I couldn't hear it. But I like it, like uh, exactly what you said um, at that point. Uh, but uh, it, you you likened it to um, like you know the Cubs were a CTA bus and it like the bus was full and they had to come like pick up Jeff Baker and it was like oh we got to stop for this guy and you're like that that's who he, that's who he was to the Cubs so nice. I thought that was pretty funny yeah he said he said getting traded from the Cubs to the Tigers was a get out of jail free card um, <laughs> which is just like give me a fucking break dude like um, yeah. You should be happy that you're on one of these 30 teams. Like, there's 30 Major League Baseball teams. You were on one. You shouldn't be. You should be on zero. And then to to be like, oh, thank God I got out of that one. Like, fuck you, dude. You suck. Um, so yeah, I mean, just uh, 54 career homers, 264 career batting average, um, 1.1 career WAR. That's really the damning thing right there. And then the guy played on Colorado and wasn't even good. I think that's one of the things I said last year too. Yeah, he was on was. Colorado, but he had no power and he wasn't good. Um, so like, screw this guy. Um, yeah, I, God, I'd hate to see him fall off the ballot, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one, but yes, yeah, I still feel the same way about Jeff Baker one year later. Yeah, yeah, he he does look like a turd in his Baseball Reference headshot, so he's he's also got that going for him. Um, yeah. Well, okay, okay. So we are uh, all of, all of the candidates have been have been laid out, and we each have have three votes. Three so votes, yeah. Uh, yeah, now I gotta I gotta think about this here. Uh, Who I yeah. Uh huh. It's a tough one. I mean, it is. Do, here, here's my question: Do we have to vote for three? No, we don't. And honestly, I could vote for two. Honestly, as I'm looking at this, I didn't think that this is how it would go down. Mm-hmm. But I could either vote for two or four. Okay. So that makes sense of that one. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to reveal these. But um, Sure. I guess we uh, kind of, yeah. Do you, Go ahead. Do you know? Uh, do you know? Uh, so, so yeah, I, I almost wish we could, like, write it down somewhere just so we, we, we you know, just so it's honest. But, um, you know what, Jeremy? I, I think that in my heart of hearts... I can only I can only actually vote for one guy. Wow! Wow! Yep. One out of three. This is crazy. Yep. Um. Well, shit. I think I know who your one is. Well, I think I know who your one's gonna be. Okay. Well, I'm gonna vote for. God, but that means like these. Okay, think about the before you before you make that argument, Jack. Think about if you want to vote for a guy to be on the ballot for next year too. You know, guys do You're that. Right. They vote for You're guys right. just to be on the ballot for next just, year. Just to be on the ballot for next year. Okay. I uh, yeah, that that's a good that's a good that's a good point, Jeremy. Um yeah. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, it, it, under now, under thinking of that myself, um, I, I'm going to vote for three. Um, okay. But uh, let me just give one last look at these two. I'm 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 belaboring over these last two guys for my third vote, and um, I um, if I vote this one way, it's because I don't want this guy to fall off the ballot. Um, Although if you pick him and we and he gets in, then I'll just feel silly. But um, <laughs> who's to say yeah. the Veterans Committee can't bring back uh, this fourth guy anyway? Yeah, you can. You can always bring the guy back. I'll say this, Jeremy. I'm not going to let that sway me about like staying on the ballot. Uh, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna do my one vote. Uh, wow. If I didn't like the guy, he shouldn't be on the ballot anyway. Okay. Um, you know, I, so I'm just gonna do the one vote. This is a real argument that happens in the real Hall of Fame voting. So it is. Yeah, it so it's it's valid. Um, well, geez, Jack. I I mean, I'm trying to think now how we reveal this because <laughs> once you reveal your name, your 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 ballot is done. Um, and I think that I think that this guy's gonna get in because I there's two guys who I think we both voted for. So okay. let me just say let me just say my third guy who I don't think made the list who I'm okay. gonna vote for. I don't think this guy made it. Um, my third vote on my list is going to Chris Capuano. Okay, okay, perfect, perfect. All right, I did not, I did, he is not my vote. Okay, that's fine. But but he, he that is, means he's going to stay on the ballot. That does mean he's on the ballot for next year. So we'll, we'll, you'll get another chance to look at Chris Capuano's numbers. All right. All right, Jack. Um, I mean, do you want to, maybe, maybe you should just say who you voted for. Sure, yeah, I'll, I'll say who I voted for. It was Jerome Williams. All right, all right, Jerome Williams. You are in the worst of fame, Jerome Williams, <laughs> because I got I voted for him as well. Nice, wow. I love it. Yeah, that that's a that's a good one. That is a real that is a guy who 100% deserves to be in here. Wow, he's a sole inductee to the worst of fame <laughs> for 2022. Jerome Williams, welcome to the welcome to the uh, to the welcome hall. to the suck, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, before we go too far down, Jack, I, I also threw a vote for Bill Ripken. Okay. I, so, I thought you would. So yeah. I, 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 I'll have to, th- I have a year to think about it. You, you have a year to build your case, you know, much yeah. like people were building the cases of, uh, uh, who was it? Who was Edgar it? Martinez. Dick Allen. Yeah, yeah. Edgar Martinez, Dick Allen. So you yeah. have a year to campaign. You can just kind of, uh, <laughs> subtly, you can subtly drop in things in the podcast over the next year to really show me what a piece of shit he is. I knew. So here's the thing. I knew you were going to vote for him. And okay. I was like, you know, I, I'm just, I'm not See, quite sold yet. And I didn't want him to get in if I, if I didn't really feel it. You that, know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Cause that's the other, that's the flip side of voting for a guy just to remain because there's only two of us. Um, yes. Yeah. That, that's the risk of, of just voting for a guy. Yeah. So that, that makes sense. And he'll be on the bell for next year. So you can, you can think about it. Um, I didn't want to, I listen, folks, I realized I voted for three of my own guys. Um, <laughs> Jack, I, it was, I was really struggling between Capuano or Don Kelly at the end. I wanted, I wanted to get Don Kelly in there because I didn't want to, I didn't want to vote for Don Kelly because his, I just, I felt like his, I don't know. I just felt like his, his, his career wasn't long enough, but the numbers were astounding, especially coming right after Brendan Ryan. It's like, I couldn't possibly consider Brendan Ryan and not consider Don Kelly. So I really wanted to give Kelly my, my third vote or my, yeah, my third vote. Um, if we had four, he would have got my fourth vote, but, um, 
But yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, I just had to go Capuano. Well, I, I, I will say that I think the problem with both Kelly and Brendan Ryan is they just didn't play enough. Yeah, you know? I guess. Brendan Ryan did play more than, than, than he, he Don did. Kelly. He did. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know if that should help his case or not. But yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. But anyway, well, so, okay, so Capuano, so this means Wigington and, and Baker fall off. Yep. It is what it is. Um, they they had a good run to make it uh, to carry over to another ballot is is pretty respectable. Yes. Um. So that's pretty good. And this means that Capuano and Ripken will be on for next year. But but Jerome Williams is the sole inductee to the to the worst of fame, and so he's joining Supan, uh, Bill Hall, and Jason Marquis. Correct. Uh, he he is yes, and uh, I like it, Jeremy, because it's uh, it's prestigious, right? Sometimes only yeah. one guy, sometimes only one guy gets in the Hall of Fame every year. So uh, this is uh, this keeps it realistic, which I think wow. is good. Yeah, pretty good. Um, I mean, I think some some upsets here. Is, uh, Loesch falls off the ballot. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, my thing was uh, Kyle. I felt like Loesch, Capuano, and. Uh, uh, who was the other guy? Danks, maybe. We're all like, we're all like almost too similar. So it's like, if I voted for one, I'd have to vote yeah. for all three. And I, I did, I just, I felt like Supon. And the thing with Loesch uh, is that he actually did have a couple of good seasons. Like, he had a few yeah. good seasons. You know, he maybe had four or five seasons that you would actually call good, which is pretty solid. Capuano um, was, was more, I thought he was more average than bad for most of the seasons he pitched a lot. Um, and I would say kind of the same thing about Danks, where it's like he didn't he didn't quite. Uh, I think I, I said it before about you know ten minutes ago, but like you've got those three guys, and then just I think you kind of perfectly described it as being just this blob of like just at, like average like blah, not good pitchers. But yeah. Jerome Jerome Williams transcends that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, and I I think you know, and I, I guess if I'm really being honest with myself, I think my my St. Louis bias and maybe even my <laughs> Milwaukee bias, uh, like, you know, like influenced my Kyle Loesch thoughts. Um, so it's good to talk it out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jerome Williams transcends all that. So, wow, that is crazy. That nice. is surprising. I did not think that it would end this way. I didn't even think you'd have Jerome Williams on your ballot. So, okay. Yeah. Well, um, wonderful. Um, yeah, when good. I, when I woke, when I woke up this morning, I did not think it was going to be Jerome Williams who made this worst of fame, but, uh, right. there you go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so there you go. The, the, we close the, uh, books on, um, the worst of fame. Um, just a couple more things, I guess, to wrap up, uh, this episode, Jack, the real hall of fame voting, I think is, um, early next week. I think maybe Monday, if mm-hmm. I'm correct. Yeah. Um, you got any thoughts about, uh, the real hall of fame? Well, I think that, uh, I, I, I do think this, that, um, you know, bonds, uh, and Clemens should be in the hall of fame. I right. do think that. I mean, I know they both did steroids. I know they're both assholes, but they are two of the greatest players to ever play baseball. So I, I think they should both they should both make it um, now, since it is their last year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the last year for um, for them. Schilling and uh, Sosa as well last year. I didn't think I forgot that Schilling was was already ten years, but. Um, yeah, well, I know we've I, I'm sure we've talked about this on the podcast. I'm pretty sure, and uh, I I I would not vote for them, Jack. Here's the thing. Well, I'll say this: like to go back to the Capuano Loesch, uh whatever like argument. 
I I I I I think that if you're gonna put Bonds in, you should put Sosa in. Um, I know mm-hmm. I'm aware of all of the like you know Bonds was uh, on a Hall of Fame trajectory before the steroids. I don't give a shit. Um, Sosa like <laughs> like was you know crazy um, like for for his years, and he was definitely on steroids. But like um, you know, I don't know what to say about all that. Um, uh, I just I would not vote for any of them. Jack, honestly, again, I think I say maybe said this last year. Of all the guys, like so, like we said, A Rod, Big Poppy, Mark Teixeira, Jimmy Rollins, these are all guys who are on the the ballot uh, this year for the first time. I'm not voting for anyone. The only guy who's getting a vote for me, um, much like your uh, worst of fame ballot, I if if I was voting for the real Hall of Fame, the only guy who gets a vote for me is Billy Wagner, and uh, I've, I feel like I've I've sang the the fight song for Billy Wagner for the Hall of Fame, um, but uh, I think he should be a Hall of Famer. Um, amazing uh k uh per nine inning uh just ratio and just good good numbers uh dominant closer um but uh that's the only guy who would get my vote on this ballot so you're like yeah you're like that reporter who only voted for jeff kent (laughs) yeah yeah for sure um so um i forgot who got like one weird random vote like last like in recent years i forgot um, but, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, I haven't looked at the balloting, like they release early ballots, like, like of leaked ballots. Like, and I, I think last time I looked like bonds and Clemens were over the 75% mark, but those numbers always go down once the rest of the ballots get released. So, I mean, I, I would love, I, I, I would love to see them not make it. And I'd like to see like what, you know. I, I do whatever you can to get a quote from them because it for them to not make it isn't as sweet unless we can actually see it on their face and, and hear their like quotes <laughs> about it. So, I mean, you got Schilling requesting to be taken off the ballot for his last year. Like, so that's how much it's gotten under his skin. So I'd love to see that. So get bonds. Sure. Give me something, you know, break a, a desk, do a press conference and like karate chop the table and break it in half or something. I want to see some, I want to see you upset. That's because otherwise it's not, it's not as sweet. So, um, so yeah, we'll see what happens with the, the balloting there. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, a rod, it's, it's his first one too. So it'd be interesting to see where he falls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. And, and Ortiz as well, a, a mm-hmm. steroid guy. So, um, so Jack, a couple, uh, things we didn't talk about this last time. Uh, but, uh, well actually to, to keep on like the hall of fame, worst of fame, all that stuff. Um, I think we mentioned it briefly. I think we mentioned at least Cameron Mabin retiring last uh, last episode, but Melky Cabrera also retired. So um, the clock is ticking for them for the worst of fame. It, it is. Uh, and I was looking at Melky's numbers, and, you know, there's probably no way that he's going to – Cameron Mabin might be a good candidate. Uh, uh, Melky, he was like a career 285 hitter somehow. So he uh, – obviously, obvious uh, steroid guy. Yeah. Uh, busted, busted for steroids embarrassingly in a year he was leading the league in hitting. Um, uh, my, my favorite thing though, is when a guy's like, hasn't played in two years and then you see that he retired. It's like, you know, (laughs) come on. The guy didn't retire. Like, you know, baseball said that they didn't want you anymore. You can't retire. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. That's actually, that sucks. They're not going to be on in the same class because, uh, Melky will be eligible before Mabin. Um, so Melky would be 2024, I think. So, yeah. Well, Jack, if we're still doing this podcast in 2024, um, I'll make that argument for Melky Cabrera, but I'll save it for that. <laughs> <I'll save it. laughs> um, but yeah. Okay. So those guys retired. So that's a, you know, notable news there. Um, 
the last thing I, I'll say, uh, or the, the two more things really quick. Uh, we talked about, we, we mentioned this um, last episode, but Jack, I had a uh, baseball card uh, coup um, a couple weeks ago. Um, I was, uh, I bought a couple packs of cards. Um, so Tops has this set called, we should also, I, we didn't, did we talk about it on the podcast? I don't think so. The, the Fanatics bought Tops, so the Tops name will live on. Um, so that's good for all baseball card collectors. Um, but, uh, I bought a, a, a couple packs of, um, this, this product called Allen, Allen and Ginter. Um, so this is like an old timey baseball card. It's kind of like, like, you know, like Conus Wagner is like the T206 tobacco cards. These Allen and Ginter cards are from like the turn of the century. Like they really made them. And so tops like remakes them every year and they're very like plain looking. They're all very like they're portraits, but they're all like they're like art they're like drawn um so it like you know they predate like you know photos um so they're like they're 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 paintings of these players whatever like they're stylized at least to look like that so they're it's, a, it's like an old school looking set anyway they made this uh one set that was only available through tops and um you either had to buy a box from tops or um you go to a card shop and i found a card shop that was selling packs so i opened um a pack. Um, I bought two packs. I opened uh, a pack up, um, and I pulled an Ichiro autograph card, which is like one of the hardest autographs to pull. I mean, it's hard to pull an autograph, like at all. But to pull an Ichiro is like he's he he signs. If he signs for a set, he signs less than other players. So this is like maybe the pull of a lifetime. So I I, I got this Ichiro autograph card and. Um, I was searching for one for years and I ended up settling for like kind of like a cheap one. Um, and I pulled this one, Jack, this card is probably worth like five to $600. It's mm-hmm. crazy. The pack costs like, I think $10 or $7 or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's the kind of like crack hit that like baseball card collecting can be. You buy like a $7 pack and you pull like a $500 card. It's like, Oh yeah, I can see why people lose their minds and just keep buying packs and ripping and all this stuff. Sure. Yeah, I I imagine, you know, that's like you you died of an overdose of like just getting a really good card, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You're like the fir- the first man that's ever happened to. Um <laughs> it's like like when when you see like when you know in the movies when you see people shoot up and then like they just are like, <laughs> "Oh," you know, and they like kind of fall backwards with their eyes closed. It's like that that's what happened to you when you pulled that Ichiro card, man. You know. It was yeah, definitely the biggest card I've ever pulled from a pack. So, um, so that was pretty exciting. Uh, I figured it was it was podcast worthy. Jack, I also showed you before we started recording. I just got back from PSA, which is um, a grading company. Um, I got back. I had um, authenticated uh, the Wander Franco baseball card that we got signed at the uh, 2019 South Bend Cubs game versus Bowling Green. Um, so. I got it authenticated. I mean, I knew it was authentic myself, but I just wanted to get it what they call slabbed, which is like put in this like holder. So it like, you know, I can never touch it again, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's just cool. Like, you know, pe- collectors like to have cards slabbed. I actually don't, but the fact that I want that I wanted to get it authenticated and like preserved, uh, was pretty cool. And we got that, you know, in the podcast. So uh, I thought that was notable as well. Yeah, that was. Uh, I, I still to this day do not know how we got that. Uh, got him to sign that autograph, but because like he only signed for uh, like us, and then he and then he left because he was with his posse. Uh, he did yeah. not sign very much, but somehow we got him, uh, and it was awesome. We fucking got him, man. We fucking <laughs> got him. That's a guy where it's actually worth saying that. I know, yeah. I know. Could you imagine if that guy got? 
I mean, he wouldn't know who Wander Franco is, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Same reaction. Yeah. It's like, who, hey, who was that? Oh, he's the number one prospect in baseball. Yeah, that's right. The number <laughs> one prospect. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's good uh, right there. Uh, so, like, yeah, and, um, you know, it's a good time to get that now that he's going to be playing his first full season. Um, baseball cards next year are going to be very expensive because Wander Franco rookie cards are going to be out there. So it's going to help the the value of all cards along the, uh, like across the board. Nice. Um, so, yeah, so there's that. The last thing I wanted to, to, to say, Jack, to close things out here, um, unless you got anything else, is uh, I don't know what you're doing um, in February of 2022, Jack, uh, just um, maybe a little over a month away. But uh, in Tempe, Arizona, there's going to be the Innings Festival. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of the Innings Festival, Jack? No, I haven't. So it's um it's kind of like Coachella. It's you know it's a festival. It's like Lollapalooza, or Coachella, whatever. But it's in Tempe, Arizona, and um it seems uh it's a baseball themed festival. Uh, two nights. Um, you, most festivals are three nights. This is two nights for some reason. Foo Fighters are headlining the festival. Um, but they, they have some, uh, pretty big names, uh, Tame Impala, War on Drugs, like, so it's kind of like, you know, an alternative, like, rock festival or whatever, but get, get a load of this. Um, so it lists, like, the two days of, of, of concert, like, um, you know, of, of the lineup, but then it says at the bottom, with special appearances by MLB Legends, um, Off the Mound featuring Ryan Dempster, Roger Clemens, Dave Stewart, Rick Sutcliffe, Tim Raines, Kenny Lofton, Eric Gagne, Johnny Gomes, Jim Abbott, Sean Casey, Keith Folk, Tim Salmon, and Russ, Russ Ortiz, and more to be announced soon. So, um, why, I don't know why is what... this baseball themed? Like, what are they going to be doing? Well, I get You know, it's supposed to coincide with spring training, I guess. Yeah. But, yep. like, I don't think they're going to be... I don't think there's going to be any players there. Like, I don't think spring training is going to be going on on the February, no. February 26th and 27th. No. So, no. this is going to be a bust. Um but yeah. but also, what are these players going to be doing? Are they just going to be in the crowd, like, yeah, man, play, learn to fly, like, hey, man, play, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh what's another Foo Fighters song? Um, I'll stick around, yeah, hell yeah, like, all right, hey, Russ Ortiz, settle down, man, he's gonna play it, like they always play the the hits. Um, like, are they just gonna be sitting at tables and? And like in between seeing bands, you're gonna go up and get like a baseball sign by by Johnny Gomes. Like, it's weird. And it also reminds me of if we go back like uh, several years ago to um, when Ben Perkins was on the episode and the baseball uh, videos episode. We played that one Saturday Night Live um, sketch, where it was like the baseball crews. Yeah. <laughs> they listed like a hundred different guys or whatever, or two hundred yeah. different guys. It it ha- it rings of that. Although this is real, so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Innings Festival, though, be there, Tempe, Arizona, February twenty sixth and twenty seventh. Oh man, I, it feels like they're just gonna cancel, or all the ball players are gonna are gonna bail. Um, I, I guess I could tell a similar story to that, but uh, my brother and I attended a Marquette basketball game up in Milwaukee last weekend. It was Marquette versus Seton Hall. But at halftime, they were honoring the 1996-97 Marquette uh, Golden Eagles team that won the Conference USA tournament. Um, and so I was, I was really excited. Like, you know, they were going to bring all, all the guys back on at halftime. Um, and I was like, yeah, I remember these guys. Like that was 25 years ago. I was just starting to get in, really like really into Marquette basketball. I would I remembered every single player on that team. Um, and they brought them out at halftime and it was like seven team managers and they only got four fucking players back. 
to come to this to come to this. Like, how are you going to have a reunion and only bring four players back? That's a fucking joke. So um, it seems like the other guys were just like, ah, fuck it. Like, you know, I don't, I don't really want to come. That was 25 years ago. Like, you're not going to pay my way uh, here, like, to Milwaukee. Like, you know, I'm not. And it's not like any, it's not like it was getting the, you know, the 97 Bulls back together or something like that. It's like none of yeah. these guys are fucking playing basketball anymore. No, they're um, probably like selling insurance or like real yeah. estate or something. Like Yeah. So I feel like maybe that this Tempe uh, Music Fest is going to be the same thing where they have all these guys on the lineup, but then you're going to find out that they, they were like, ah, yeah, he said he couldn't come. He just didn't want to do it anymore. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's going to be a bust, man. It'd be, uh, if we lived in Arizona, though, or if we were there for other reasons, I, I'm not a big live music guy at all. But I would I would check that out just for a just for a lark and we could do the podcast for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, like uh, and more to be announced. So who the hell knows? I mean, <laughs> it, it could go the other way, Jack, where like all the players are like waiting for this thing to get resolved, but they can't because they can't go to like the facilities because yeah. of the lockout. So maybe they all maybe like every single player in Arizona uh, in the Cactus League, like shows up there and then j- they just get like rip roaring drunk with Rick Sutcliffe, um, you know. <laughs> And like, just like, you know, I, I could picture like a shirtless Rick Sutcliffe, like drunk out of his mind, running up on stage during Foo Fighters and like hugging Dave Grohl and like, you know, stopping the the concert or something like he trips and like unplugs Grohl's guitar, <laughs> you know, and then like, uh, yeah, like uh, Tim Raines, like trips over and like stumbles into the drum set and knocks that over. And like, it's just a it's just a, a, a train wreck. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, innings festival. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully it happens and we can somehow see footage of it or something. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. Yeah, Roger Clemens throws a piece of like broken acoustic guitar at somebody. Exactly. um, And because he thought it was the ball. Okay. um, (laughs) All right. uh, So yeah, I think that's that's good, Jeremy. This is a good one. Uh, We got a guy in the worst of fame. Uh, We did it. So we'll do it again next year. Congratulations to Jerome Williams. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then next year maybe we can figure out who that what what hats they're gonna be wearing. Yeah, right, um, that's true. All right, so uh, for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jack Sikowski. and I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Later. Later.